Hi, I'm Stuart Huff. At night, I'm a stand-up comedian, but during the day, I spend my time roaming through junk shops that hopefully smell like mildew. I'm not looking for antiques. No, I'm looking for items that spark my curiosity. And if they're the right price, then they come home with me. This podcast is accurately named Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. Hi, welcome to another episode of Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. This, uh, yeah, we have Peter John Burns here. Hello. To my immediate right, and then to my further right, Tom Simmons. It's me. That's who. Uh, is Neither this... of us on the right, officially. Yeah, we, this is backwards. We should be, you should be on the left. All right, moving on. Uh, you know, some episodes, some items, I'm just like, yeah, well, this is a no-brainer. Sure. Yeah, possum ass or something like that. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, the inflatable footstool with a terrarium of flowers. What's the word? Or, anyway, with the flowers, yes. plastic flowers, you know, inflatable footstool. This is not only I'm buying this now, but uh, anybody that I do a podcast with is going to freak out and love this. And yeah. and I was absolutely right about that. <laughs> um, and then so this some, one. some items are <laughs> just a gimme. Okay. This one is, I am fascinated by this just idea, thought, okay. reality, whatever you want to call it. But I have no idea if you two, I mean, literally, this might be four minutes long and you're like, okay, so what? Oh, yes. Okay. So and you're then, walking around your house and this thing jumped out at you or you thought, ah, we need well, to do an episode on this for a long time or? I, uh, oh, that's a good question. I... It's a photograph, and I found this photograph, eh, I mean, quite a while ago, okay? When you say quite a while, like 10 years, 20 mm, years? Probably less than 10. Okay. Do you remember uh, where? Louisiana, Shreveport. Same shop you always go in or a different one? Mm, there's a couple in Shreveport that I would hit, and I think I, I think it's the same shop that I, I tried to strap that confessional booth to my car and didn't work out too well. Oh, yeah. Is, Shre is Shreveport, is this the one that has... Like you're out on the dock on pillars or something like that. The comedy club? Yeah. Uh, you were under the bridge when I used to work it. It was under the bridge. Yes. They had a real like, uh, they built like an under the bridges kind of party area. Yep. Okay. That, it turned uh, the into a nightmare. It yeah. turned into a total nightmare. The businesses were really hoping that this would take off. Sure. Because who and, doesn't want to live under a bridge? Right. Well, well yeah. I mean, I think they saw Arrested Development. Not even Arrested. What was it? Uh, they saw the three Billy Goats gruff, and they said, <laughs> right, that'd be right. the troll. Um, <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's the show sure. I was trying to think of. And they were like, every, you know, there's denim underneath a the bridge. There's all kinds of good stuff. Sure. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Wasn't it went South Hot Chili Peppers song, Under the Bridge? Under the yes. Bridge, Red yeah. Hot Chili Peppers. I, I looked at you because I knew. I mean, you know. yeah, that's got some, that's what? all that's too close to rap for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's just end this episode. <laughs> Producer just stood up and walked out and insulted me on his way out. We're a minute and a half into this. And <laughs> these two on the right are, are just all over me. I don't even want to show you my damn picture anymore. I lost five bucks to you last episode. I think I already spent it. <laughs> so you're walking around the house trying to figure out about this one, I think. I was walking around the house thinking, what, what items am I going to bring for this uh, week of recording and there were some that was just like yes i'm bringing that that's in that's in that's in and then i picked this up and i thought no and i put it back and then 
I went back later and I thought, I don't know, this is kind of neat to me. So I guess I'll just I'll I'll just take it take it along and probably won't even get to it. But let's see what happens. Okay. This is. Um, <clears throat> so it's not even a big picture. No, it's a small oh. picture. This was. I'm yeah. already disappointed. Are you already disappointed? Yeah, I was expecting like something in a frame where we, Tom and I could talk about the frame for 20 minutes, but now it's like, oh, here's a postcard. No, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sorry. I tried that in an episode one time and that hit the edit floor. <laughs> I was like, what is with all these pictures this year? Yeah, you can just stop that. <laughs> pictures this year. Who can be disappointed with pictures? Okay, this is, I'll describe this one. This is a photograph, uh, black and white. Um, it's a, where are my glasses? Uh, you have a family sitting around, grins on their faces, dinner table. Uh, it looks like husband's holding a, a baby here, and then you have wife, and and I don't know who this is on the right, an older daughter, perhaps, I'm not sure, maybe a brother or sister of the husband or wife, uh, and then you have a dinner table with interestingly crooked candles, these candles are not straight, which is fascinating, and you have a big centerpiece of a meal, okay, okay in the middle. The caption below says, our first Nutria dinner. With Mag and Junior Clark, roasted October or November 1956. Okay. What's Nutria? Is that That's the name of the family? Headed. That's where we're headed on this episode. I happen to have a sister who went to college in New Orleans. So, sorry. I know what a Nutria is. Um, Let Tom vent. No, I'm Let's just, take a second to I, allow Tom to vent. I can't even believe. I, I'm genuinely like, really? Again, like, I'm like, you know this? Yeah. Tom knows the stats of every single Braves player since 1938. Uh, but that's about it. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm the dumbest. No, you are not. What, what, so you this, see is, this that's, a, that's the name, a specific name of a, of a meal or it's a an holiday animal. meal. Or it's an a, animal that lives. It's an animal. Basically. Uh, <laughs> oh. I mean, in the, you know, near canals, you know, and river, river banks. rat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Big essentially rat. It, it's yeah, it's it's a super rat it's, mm -hmm. or a junior possum. I don't want to, you know, does it possum, still but. does it still live? And, <laughs> I love possums. Does it still live and run around? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yes. They're all over the damn place. Now, here's what I like. Let's get into the meat of this, so to speak, so to speak. Thank Boom. you. Uh, Nutria were introduced. They are not native. They were introduced. Oh, I did not know. See, yep. there's, there we go. Hey, Tom, did you hear those words just came out of Peter's mouth? That he, didn't was, that. he didn't know. He said, he didn't oh, know. I didn't know that. So, okay. Come on. Nutria were introduced uh, into Louisiana for the fur. Okay, for the fur trade. Okay. What are they native of? Uh, South America. Okay. Oh, so they're kind of like mm, a yes. chupacabra. But, you know, <laughs> yes. but kind of trashier. <laughs> right. If you can be trashier than a chupacabra. Um, or a chinchilla. It's a, it's, a, it's, a low, it's a white trash chinchilla. Yes. Now they are just wreaking havoc. They're all over Louisiana. And they've been increasing 70s, 80s, 90s. Now yeah. it's just crazy. They're, nothing eats them. Alligators don't eat the damn things. Well, I, I, why don't the homeless eat them? I mean, this well, used to be a good and meal. And this is what's fascinating. And, and we kind of touched on a little bit of this earlier this afternoon. Um, they're not native. Right. So they're just running amok now. Nothing is eating them. So and the state of Louisiana has tried throughout the years to come up with a way to keep their population in check. They actually um, 
I forget what year this was, but they, they instituted this thing where they hired people to drive around in trucks and just shoot them. Yeah. When my, awesome. when my sister was going to school in New Orleans, she was reported. She was telling me that. She was, oh, really? They, yeah. It's like nutria hunting season. I'm like, okay, what's a nutria? And that's when I got yeah. the whole skinny. And they just would literally drive around and shoot these things. Yeah. What was your sister? Was she looking forward to nutria hunting or was she like, the, they just start shooting randomly? And yeah, you know. No, it was more of a, what the hell is this? You know, blam, blam, blam. And it's some animal i've never heard of you right know, she was just it was one of many baffling things in new orleans for her yeah yeah does, and i would assume does anybody yeah. ever get hurt in a drive-by like a like a nutria drive-by like a nutria drive-by or you know like a, they have to right there have to be right. stray bullets that fly I mean, through look, a, it, it, i might be wrong about this but they might be nocturnal i'm not i can't remember but i mean most of those things kind of are yeah you know? so you're driving around at night in a truck with a bunch of dudes with guns you know someone got hurt they're drunk you know what i mean are they dangerous in any way to like children and people? I don't think so. I, I might be wrong. There might be, you know, bitings or whatever, but they're not, they're certainly not going to take you down and, and kill you. They're just a pest and they're, oh, you Nobody know, has severely a pet overpopulated. Yeah. It's like a, it's, you know, it's kind of like, as I understand it, and I could be very wrong about this, and like they're sort of groundhog like, you know, so okay. yeah, is yeah, a groundhog yeah. going to attack you? No, it's going to run like hell usually. Yeah. But, you know, if you, if you have half a million of them in your in your yard, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, but these people are there's three people and a baby at this table. It can't be that bad. Like two of all three of them. Only one of them looks like she's fake smiling. The other two <laughs> seem genuinely like, oh, we're getting ready to have a good meal here. Yeah. And I wonder it says their first nutria because I know this, that just recently, like in the 2000s, that's from the 50s, that picture in the 2000s. Uh, New Orleans, perhaps all of Louisiana, just did a big push to they hired chefs to try to come up with dishes, come up with nutria dishes that were tasty. <laughs> and they they're having they're struggling to get first of all, they're struggling to get people to order it because yeah. it's a rat. Right. You know, and it's like the uh, Chilean. What is it? The Chilean sea bass. Its real name is the jelly-headed goo. It's some kind of yeah, yeah. It's it's the jaw, toothfish or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's some kind of horrible name. Yeah, they rebranded that it. You would you know. never order on right. a menu, and they call it Chilean sea bass. And all of a sudden, hey. So maybe they're gonna have to rename the thing. But it's not a tasty animal, from what I've 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 read. I mean, I've never tried it, but it's right. But it, it, it's I'm like imagining ordering groundhog, and it's like, yeah. You put enough seasons, you're gonna have to get some cheese on there to do anything. So what do they do now? They just they still just shoot. I think they still have a problem. They, how do you get rid of them? How do you, you know, they're not native. So in that's the part that interests me is humans keep doing this repeatedly, we repeatedly over and over. We take something and then we introduce it, thinking this will work, and then it doesn't. You know, kudzu is all over I was, the I south. I was about to say kudzu. Yeah, yeah. They introduce kudzu. It's not native. That's the reason it's everywhere, because there's nothing Nothing is balancing it. You know what I mean? It has right. no natural predator. Uh, right. So That's they, what's happening with the iguanas in Key West. There you go. And you, you, your friend's going to open a food truck to try to yeah, capitalize yeah, yeah, yeah. on this. Tom Dustin, the comedian Tom Dustin. Tom, yeah. And that's the reason I thought of this. I'm going to give this episode a shot, because it. you know what I mean? It might be interesting. Right. And as we were discussing <laughs> off air earlier, I mean, that's the same problem that they had in Hawaii. You know, they had snakes that showed up. They you went to Hawaii as a child, right? Yeah, vacationing, this, right? And then the, went the, back and yeah. Well, there are two different things. One, mm. snakes showed up in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. This was 19th century, right? Because mm -hmm. they were hitching a ride, 
right? They're on boats. They're on boats. Yeah. So they had they did a reverse Ireland, and they said, well, here's what we need to do. We're going to introduce mongoose. We're going to take care of the snakes. Do they not read we, like Grimm's fairy tale? What's the like? That's like a basic uh, kid story. Isn't that? Uh, like, don't buy the thing. Uh, it's going to. Yeah. 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 And that now, Kippard, uh, who am I thinking of? Kipling, just Kipping, so Kipling, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, and now they've got a mongoose problem. Because, yeah, yeah, because the mongoose ate the snakes, and the, the mongoose are like, this is nice. Nobody's messing with us. Yeah, and we got we got snakes here, and this is nice. Yeah. And now they're going to have to introduce, you know, something to eat the mongoose, and then something to eat that because you just screwed up a, a delicate balance of nature. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, and you don't want to mess with nature when you're living on a volcano right yeah or i mean or you know the other part is always like on an island where it's like yeah you know there's a reason nothing showed up here like right. you know, there's a reason we didn't evolve snakes on this island so are mongoose not tasty either they're aggressive little bastards right but if i mean like i i don't think like you know as opposed to say a nutria which is like living its nutria life before you come by with a shotgun you know a mongoose lives to take out cobras that's not one where you're like hey or maybe a goat <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> How about a goat <laughs> uh you know and the other part the, the other thing that you were mentioning was that yeah i went to uh, so i believe the the mongoose problem is really on the island of oahu the big island okay and then um when i was a kid uh, you know i just graduated high school so you know i of course i thought i was an adult at the time but i was really a kid yeah. um uh, we 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 spent a week as a family on the island of Kauai, uh, which is lovely because nothing's there. Mm. Like you know, there's no tourist crap. It's mostly like, yeah, here's the water, here's a beach. That's great. Just relax. That sounds incredible. When I was there in 1986, yeah. uh, you know, very you know, very lovely vacation. You know, uh, I read you know, weird ass books on the beach, nice. um, and then I went back. I want to say it was 2010. We went for a family vacation. Now, a different family, like my, me, my wife, and my two children. The, the, so the family I built as opposed to the one that I inherited, so to speak. Right. And same island. Uh, we were staying on like eh, sort of a, you know, not really a resort. You know, I mean, like there was a restaurant there and a bunch of bungalows and it was near the beach. I don't okay. know if that's a resort, but. Um, and there were roosters waking us up crowing in the morning and i'm like well this is a an odd choice for a resort to cultivate roosters and then we started you know going to see whatever minor tourist stuff was in on the island and there were chickens everywhere like just running around just running around and i thought wow i must have been really not paying attention in 1986 because these chickens are everywhere and then you know you read some sign that's by the side of the road and they talk about you know the the chickens all over Kauai and you get a t-shirt and what have you and it turns out that between you know in that 20-year period they're not sure because they, they just sort of showed up but there had been some huge tropical storm and they think that some guy was keeping chickens and you know, the hen house roof blew off or the coops fell over or whatever, and they escaped. And then they just infested the place. Yeah. They're running all over Key West, too. They run all over a lot of the the Caribbean. 
um, places, right. you know, like even like the St. Thomas's and all those of the world. There's like nothing eating chickens. I mean, that's well, yeah. And, and here's like, the thing: nothing but us. I literally am in like St. Thomas, one of these places, St. Martin's. Right. There's like five chickens running around. People are sitting outside of Kentucky Fried Chicken eating chicken, and there's chickens <laughs> running around. It's like, that's, dude, you're next. What are you doing? <laughs> I love it. Tom's like, run for your lives. Yes. So I did talk the, to a guy. You're at the I, mouth of the devil. Run for your lives. Yeah. I was joking with a guy about how that a cab driver or something on the way to the air, like that, you know, if they're hungry, all they got to do is go outside and grab a chicken and wring its neck, right? And he was like, yeah, I tried that. And it's, you know, they're, they're, they're tough. The meat's not there, very great. And you got to, there are a lot of work to pull all the feathers out. And it's just, you know, he's like, it's a lot of work. Like for me to be like, well, the homeless should just eat them. I feel the same way about geese that run around in the, in the cities now, mm -hmm. but you got to stop your geese in general. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, well, didn't I'll that used to be a Christmas goose. meal. Let's yeah. go homeless gym, cook yourself something up and light your cardboard sign as, you know, this, the starter fuel or whatever, you know? You, you just, you you want a, a, a little more oomph from the homeless population. Right. You want them to see things. Yes. That, that's a meal over there, not a zoo animal. That's right. You want them to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, yes. which are also tasty that's right. and probably more tender <laughs> yes. than the chicken. You know how much you could, you know how much goose soup you could put into a boot? Come on, buddy. What are you doing? I hate when I'm walking by homeless and they're asking me for change and there's like a quarter lane, four steps from them on the ground. Like, look, dude, look down. I should be doing a better job than you at finding loose change in right. Listener, uh, let me tell you a story about Tom, okay? Tom and I are in Chicago, and we're walking into a coffee shop, and a woman says, uh, excuse me, do you have any money? Tom gives this woman $20. Well, she had a thing with the yeah, shit yeah, medicine. Yeah, and yeah. Like you're like, you're over there bitching and moaning. I hate the homeless when there's, I saw a penny Thursday. What are you booking me for? <laughs> <laughs> you're over there like you're. <laughs> Mr. Big Shot not giving you gave $20 to a homeless woman and I saw you do it and then and then she said uh, to Tom she goes God bless you then he hit the roof I was he was like, like yeah. God doesn't have anything to do with it <laughs> this is me giving you $20 because I liked your sob story give me my money back I don't want yeah, God he got all mad and started yelling at her <laughs> made her cry I had to hold her <laughs> it was horrible I'm over <laughs> kicking her respirator hose give me back my money lady <laughs> you are a generous is touchy man. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be man. all this you coming down on homeless. I've seen you multiple times give pretty good chunks of cash. I don't to think I was people. being hard on homeless people right there. I disagree. You, There's you money laying on the floor right there. I you're Maybe asking didn't me see it. That you're this is your domain, this corner. You can't even <laughs> You can't even find the money that's laying on the street within five feet of you. Stop begging. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I got a quarter. Reach down, grab it off the ground and hand it to him. The one you could have bent over or picked up. I shouldn't even give you that. I had to do all the work. But I yeah. love it. Yeah, I love it. It's but yes, by the way, this, Tom's exactly right. The same issue with Kauai is there's like some joke T-shirt you can buy that says, you know, what's the difference between a kawaii chicken and lava rock? And the answer is, if you cook the lava rock enough, it's, it's edible. Right. That's so evolution then, at work, baby. Chickens were like, we got to make ourselves not tasty because yeah. they are I wonder, us. That's, that would be fascinating if that was actually, actually true. Well, I think it's just, I think that's just 
chickens in their natural state. Right. We, you, you know, we made them plump and juicy. Yeah. We did all the horrific crap to them. Right. right. I mean, like, you know, there's still some, but I know they are, I know they are edible. I mean, in their, you know, and there's that, you know what I mean? Running right. around just, in the, that's how I feel just about like, the goose and the chickens for homeless people. Like, dude, you're hungry. Really? Like, if I'm, I'm going to eat that thing that's food walking around that's pretty easily catchable. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how hungry really are you? Well, perhaps without means to prepare it. How about that? Fire was invented by a guy in a cake. How hard is it to yeah, cook I, a chicken? Well, have you ever tried to build a fire on a sidewalk <laughs> using, actually, using available materials? There's, probably, there's, a, the, there's a lot of McDonald's wrappers you're going to have to put yes. together to roast a chicken. Yeah, but there's enough, there's enough like, oil the, spots as fuel. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying there's, there's, you know, the cops tend to come with like, like the sidewalk on fire. Right. They're, they're tolerant of begging, but they're less tolerant of actual fire. Uh, but yeah, the... It, it, you know, I mean, chicken, you know, I mean, I guess also the thing is like, yeah, you could run and catch a chicken, but like in the grocery store, there's a chicken for, you know, if you're not homeless. Yes. Yeah. There's yes. chickens for three bucks a pound. So do I want one that's not very yummy? You know, right. there's a, there's so, a, there's, uh, a, there's a herd still of, I don't know how to call them, like original cows that somebody's tending in England that I wrote about because they, they rent them out sometimes for movies and such because, right. Medieval cows hmm. are like goat sized. Like we made cows big. Cows are not naturally big. Isn't that fascinating? That stuff that stuff interests me. What is it? Um <clears throat> I forget what island where they their uh, anthropologists have unearthed three foot humans, right? The average size was three yeah. foot because if something, if you're on a, a big, you have a big continent, right? And then the ocean cuts a piece of, you know, ri ocean rises. Yeah, yeah. And then you end up having a New Zealand that's an island as far as it was connected to Australia, right? right? So if you, but uh, islands shrink big things because it's, it's, you, there's not enough there's resources not enough to support, yeah, to sustain a, a brachiosaurus. And it, it, and it makes small things big. Because there's plenty of food. Because there's the the bigger things are getting smaller. You see, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So there's an there's and I'm blanking on the name of this, but anthropologists have are unearthed three foot human beings, but radishes and, and, the size of your head. Well, they were rabbits the size of dogs, but what? they and there were elephants on the island too, and the elephants shrank. So there were literally small humans chasing tiny elephants. That's for beautiful, food. isn't it beautiful? I would love that. Just chasing a, a small elephant, a tiny human chasing a small elephant. Were they proportion? Were they? You know how dwarf is sort of there. It, some dwarfism is sometimes. I, I don't. I, I, once again, I'm being uneducated on this. Mm -hmm. But I mean, dwarfism is. It's a little disproportionate, like the way that their upper body to the right body. i see what you're saying yeah i, I don't I, I don't know but i think looking from the articles that i read about it the skeletons look proportional and the elephant they have elephant skeletons too you know so it looks and they, they didn't talk about about that in but they look proportional okay yeah but it's cool what it, what it would what islands will do to to animals evolution wise sure yeah. well like all of australia <clears throat> where i mean i think the whole marsupial thing is what happens when you don't get out more because i mean it's the only only place where the you know the other an, the other mammals show up and they're like 
you do what? They're like, oh yeah, no, we see we give birth and then uh, our our fetus crawls up into a pouch and it lives there for a while. What, you guys keep them on the inside? What kind of fucked up thing is that? It's like, no, 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 look, you guys made a bad decision. Just all of Australia, you know? Yeah, kangaroos, wallabies, platypus, like, you need to put keep this in, in you. Well, uh, no way. The kangaroos weighs way better. You want a pouch? Yes. <laughs> I, like I can tell you right now, my, my wife would have much rather had a pouch that got stretched out than her body. You know what I'm saying? Like, she did, you know, she did. It's you just got to close the pocket back when you're done. You know what I mean? In real in real life, that's a lot of work for a woman. I'm just to, saying, like you know, it seems a little unsanitary where it's like to the fetus, where the fetus is like, oh yeah, I got to go crawl. I just got here. And I have to crawl. I'm up not the fully sand. gestated yet, and I got to crawl up your shit covered stomach because you don't wipe. You're a kangaroo. That's a good to point. Get in the stomach. What's a good point? And then just hang out. <laughs> There's no baby roux wipes. Right. Yeah, no. If you want to know what it's like sitting in Waffle House and having a conversation, <laughs> this is this it. Is pretty much it. Right. This is it. We started with a photograph that I found in a junk shop. Now we're talking about a shit-stained ca- kangaroo pouch. Yes. And Tom's arguing that it's a positive. Yeah, you got to clean that sucker out. That's what and I'm about thinking. right now is when the cook is like we realize that the cook and the waitress have both been staring at us for a long time. <laughs> 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 right. And then we're like, we ought to get out of yes. here. This, we see uh, a lot of weird shit in here, and uh, this uh, takes the cake. Right here. This, <laughs> yeah, right. This kangaroo pouch thing they got going on. Uh, this is the first time on. we've seen sober people in here talk this weird. <laughs> right. But my buddy Tom, think with the going back to the whole uh, things running around, iguanas apparently are a little bit better meat to eat, and they're sure. and they're basically free. Roaming around on the streets and slow. I mean, when you say iguanas running around, I, no, that's a I think they're fast. Yeah, iguanas? but you can, you can get yeah, up close think, enough to like stab them with a little. I think iguanas have bursts of speed. I yeah. mean, they're not going to go long distances, but yes, they okay. All, we had an iguana in the local library when I was growing up, and that fucker didn't move for wow. shit. Wow, he was in the local library. Yeah, right. but the reason I say this is because Florida is having the same problem with iguanas. There, uh, people have them as pets. And then just release them when they they right. don't they don't want them anymore, so they just release them. And now over the decades that this is happening, and they're you know they're this not is New York's revenge. So is it's what it free is. food. It's right. nature's revenge. No, it's New York's revenge. Oh, people have taken gators out of out of Florida mm-hmm. and flushing them down the sewers in you know New York, mm-hmm. and now finally New Yorkers are like, yeah, I have a fucking iguana. Yeah, have an iguana. <laughs> yeah, but I've I've seen them in Florida where I mean they're not small. It's a good sized lizard, you know. Yeah, okay. And you get close to them and they will. I mean. They'll, they'll it's a off. short burst of speed, and they kind of get up and and. I, mean, I had they, a roommate that had one as a pet mm-hmm. when I was in college, and it was pretty big and stayed in an aquarium. Blah blah blah. You know what's the its one, name? One of, I don't remember its name. I remember one time. Just panning for gold. One time I'm hammered. You know, because <laughs> it's I'm, college. I'm passing. Yeah, and I'm passing right, out on the college. couch, just sort of like this, right? You know, so I got the leg hanging off. And I woke up to that iguana <laughs> crawling up my leg. Good God. Like, the, and like his head was here and it was, oh my God. So he didn't stay Did like you lose a, your mind? Yes. Screaming, yelling. So this was I an iguana that stayed in like, an aquarium. I did a, I had, somehow it got out of its aquarium. Okay. Or was so let I, out. So this was not, or was this was not normal. This was not normal procedure. Normally no, it was in not. The, the last thing I expected was to wake up with that thing 
like right. Yeah, well, I don't think anybody ever expects yes. to see an iguana looking that's, up their knee. Yeah, that's that, the last I mean, time I remember that iguana. I, I, did you kick it? Unkicked it? I, I did what I had to do to get it off. <laughs> it, Would it, you talk to it softly until it left? <laughs> <Yes>. Exactly what <laughs> do you remember? I woke up in a panic with a monster on my back. <laughs> what do you mean? I didn't know where I was. I hope that's why I pissed myself. Either way, right. that thing went flying. Like oh, airborne, dear. like and it landed, right. and then it was like it did that thing you're talking about, where it was just like, and it was gone. Like, yeah, it was quick. Like, yes, and we had to try to find it and get it back. And I, you mean you helped? No. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> we, I mean, I probably passed out, went back to sleep, or whatever. But it I and mumbled back. something. Hey, your iguanas uh, running around. Right. Sorry about tarantulas. He had. Uh, he was tarantulas. Yeah. That's I can't. Okay. I know this. This is going to sound like judgmental. I was going to say hack, but. Tomato, tomato. All right. I mean, I mean, hack means you judge me. Judgmental means I'm judging the other person. But uh, okay. also, but I know, so I know this is kind of a tight premise. Why, why the hell do people pick those things as pets? I, I think as a pet is something also. to like, yeah, like any reptile. I'm like, look, a puppy dog is, is warm and furry and likes you and provides comfort. Right. And warmth. Your and scorpion's a, freaking me out, dude. I know it's in that little box, but I, it's still, your iguana was on my leg. Get that thing, the big yeah, black they, scorpion. I, get I, that I out of my head. They, I don't he feel a scorpion, or are you just making that up? No, he had a scorpion. Why would Good I, God. Yeah, okay, was he into metal? Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm detecting, talking about the music or? Well, either, I guess. But yes. I was thinking, like, there was a definite, you know, Iron Maiden vibe here he was, where, like, you, you know, you bought no. the Ozzy Osbourne album and you took it seriously. No, nah, he's this country boy and. McDonough, Georgia, like a rich, rich, rich boy, country boy, you know, like his, okay. his dad owned the car dealership yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah. in the small farm town. So know? he didn't know love to begin with. So he thought an iguana was a good substitute <laughs> as a pet. He's, he was a good guy. Him and his brother were good dudes. But that, that his, his fascination with snakes. Yeah, and, I just don't, I mean, and well, I, I could be wrong and I'm happy to be corrected on this, but I just don't feel that an iguana uh, is ever going to show you any affection ever. No. Now. Possibly I don't, I don't tolerance. I, I mean, there are people, I don't know if any of them are listening, but there are people that would probably argue all day long with you about that. That my iguana but, loves me. Yes, but <laughs> I don't I don't see any evidence of this. Yeah, I mean, I've heard people say this before, and mm -hmm. I, I'm all just thinking, bullshit. Well, snakes grow to, like, obviously grow to trust their owners, and so sometimes they eat them or... Yeah, just, <laughs> I, see, I occasionally just see these news stories where it's like guy plays with there was some guy in Indiana like some, sometimes they he eat had them. like a whole he converted his garage into like a housing place for snakes and then he had like a work colleague that said hey I've got a few snakes can you have a place to store them right and he's like yeah yeah I got some empty space in my garage from you know when we cleaned out the mambas or whatever and then wow. she got bit and I'm like and died and they were like, oh, is this murder? And they're like, no, no. She just was incautious with a poisonous snake at her neighbor's house where she was keeping her spare snakes. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I understand that she was probably loved by someone and I don't want to celebrate someone's death. But like, that's really on her. Right. I mean, you got to know your you got to know your business. Yeah. yeah I, your, there was a snakes. story. There was a story very yeah. similar. Uh, a girl, young girl. I mean, I'm not talking 10, but. You know, 25, something like that, young, living by herself in Arizona. I, I, sure, you I'm snakes pretty there. sure it's Arizona. Um, and she loved snakes, always had since she was 
small. I don't know why. Since she was but, damaged as a child. Yes. Okay. I was about to do it. You have a prejudice against snake owners. Uh, I have prejudice against snakes. Okay. Yeah. I, so you, this, do you so know how many group. poisonous puppy dogs there are? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not a single. Pit bulls are kind of poisonous with their bites, I, right? Um, so this girl, and she did some great things. It, it, in, you know, from my point of view, like there's a Texas rattlesnake rodeo thing where they just they ride the snake. No, they snakes. literally just slaughter them. Like they bring, like they, and they just. Well, that's a Simpsons on, episode. On Matt, no, this is a real thing. Like they, they really. No, I'm just saying they ripped off the Simpsons. Oh well, I think they've been doing that. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> my my point is this: so this girl is like trying to stop. She's active in this group that's trying to stop the killing, of, killing these of these animals, and or you know, there's one thing between population control and just slaughtering. Uh, whatever. So she's arguing that. So in in other words, she she was involved in these active animal rights things. It's great. And her uh, trailer was full of snakes in cages, you know, and then she got some snake that is like on the list of the five deadliest snakes in the world. And she she get, she gets one of them as a pet. And, you know, and then, of course, and she's the, the way she would clean cages is she would take a, 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 you know, take a snake out of the cage, put it on the floor of her trailer and then clean out the cage you know, and get it all correct again and then put that snake back in the cage. And, of course, she takes this really poisonous snake out of the cage, puts it on the ground, cleans it out, puts it back, and then goes looking for it. And then she's like, oh, it's under the table, gets under there to try to get, you know, gets bit. And the way that this particular poison works is just apparently like blood literally starts coming out of your ears and your nose. And it's just horrible. But she refused to call anybody because she was scared that – um they would they laugh would, at her? That, no, they would laugh at her. She was afraid that they would put to the snake to death. So she died. What did they do to so, the snake? Uh, I think they ate it. <laughs> I think they, they fed it to, it to a death? chicken. Um, yeah, I mean, that's crazy to me. I've always reckoned the world for people, animal activists. I, yes, good. I'm all behind that. You know, you could have saved your own life if you would have called someone. You know what I mean? But she was worried they would put the snake. And they probably euthanized the snake, too. Yeah, she didn't really think that, you know, she needed to think a couple more chess moves ahead here because it's like, well, I'll just die. And they'll probably just pet the snake and put it back in Right. Its they cage. won't even know which snake bit me. Right. She yeah, starts opening other doors. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it happens, you know. Now, to be fair, I wouldn't have said, oh, that snake that bit her. We need to use, euthanize that snake. Right. I would have opened Wait. the door. I would have seen all the snakes in cages. I would have shut the door, and I would have said, "Well, we need to burn this trailer." This and I would have, I, I would have gotten the flamethrowers and just melted all of those snakes. Because there, do you know yeah. why? Because I'm a God fearing person who's read the Bible, <laughs> who knows that snakes are why we're not still in the Garden of Eden, and that's why they need to be destroyed on site whenever possible. That was the most beautiful bullshit atheist <laughs> rant I've ever that's heard great. in my life. That's great. Uh, yeah, it was great. I love, there's like two or three topics that Peter will just, there's no give to it. You know snakes, what I mean? absolutely you one of them. Kill all the snakes. Kill a reptile house. I happy, I happy to burn that down. You know, I would happily if I ever become a terrorist, you're going to know because there's going to be a series of stories about zoos whose reptile houses have burned to the ground, and you're going to say, "Oh shit, he finally, he finally did it." Did and you like uh, if I get some like terminal disease? Right. I'm taking reptile houses with me from coast to coast. And why? And when we go back and look at the security footage, we will hear an odd theremin sound while, <laughs> while the snakes are burning. Right. Ooh. 
Have you listened to, uh, have you said, you, would you like uh, Escape from New York, the movie? Sure. Snake Bliskin, baby. All right. The one, snake, uh, the one snake I'll make an exception for. Is snake there Bliskin. you go. Hey, yeah, no, I watched I, Raiders of the Lost Ark and went, I have total sympathy for here. You know, I get that. Well, there's a flaw in the story that you told. Yes. Can what? you tell me what it is? No. What? The fact that she, you're <sighs> like, she didn't call 911. Mm-hmm. Because she was worried that they would cut and then so she died. So how do we so know? So how do we know that she thought that? Because she died. She called, uh, apparently, and who knows, I wasn't there. It's not like I was sitting on the couch she going, called don't, buddy going, don't call 911 yeah, because think, they'll kill the I snake. I think that is what happened. She called a friend. She had a friend in the area that also collected snakes or, or pets or whatever you want sure, to say. Sure, because those freaks hang out together. And, yeah, and... <laughs> It's great wow. to have this viciousness coming out of. I don't like a snake. You're, you snake, know, you're making me very pro snake right now because I feel like there's listeners that Tom is love snakes and have and I've and I've like I said I've had roommates that have them. I had a girlfriend who had a pet snake, so she got I, eaten. But you no. know. <laughs> yeah, hey, and hey. what happened to that girlfriend? Well, she got bit. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, right. well, she lived. In, she moved to Arizona. I don't know. I lost track of her. Uh, yeah, the story I read was literally she she got bitten by the snake and she said she knows what's going to happen. She knows what's coming and it's not going to take long. You know, and so she called a friend and her snake friend, her snake buddy, in panic and blah blah blah. <laughs> I like and, that you, you've know. got a, a oh, who's on my snake list? <laughs> Let's Rolodex under yeah. S, and um, and you know they this you've the got to call the hospital. No, they'll kill the snake. Blah. blah. Okay. At, at which point I say, well, then why did you call me? We both like. You know, well, I, got I would hope in this scenario she would not call you. Out of all the peas, <laughs> yeah, I would I hope a, she wouldn't call. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd answer the phone. And she'd be like, "I got bit by a snake." I'm like, "Well, shouldn't have had snakes. Hang up." Well, if then, I'm a snake person. I'm probably going to have snake venom on me some in some form. Oh, maybe? she had snake venom on her, in her, all sorts of places. Yeah, like snake or anti venom. I don't remember that part of the story, but this thing, this snake was from Africa or some kind of, it wasn't even native and she, you know, it was ridiculous. Was those, wow. Even the, even the snake friend who was interviewed, her buddy said this, it, I would not have had that snake. So that should be a challenge. And also, I want to be clear. I don't care if it was an African snake. I'm not racist, but, <laughs> okay. But snake, I don't care. I, look, you know what? I don't see colors of snakes. I just see snake. <laughs> you just see snake, right? You just see sliver. You a, yeah, you. Yeah. Now let me flip this. Let's let's enter. Let's introduce another. Looking at it from the other side, as far as like introducing uh, something that is foreign to an area, and then it uh, once again we have a white people in North America. Um, <laughs> also, terrible idea. Terrible Wipe idea. Wipe everything out. Yes. No natural predators. Don't, if you're planning on going on some rant, how if you see a bunch of white people, you just want to burn them down behind theremin music, then I'm going to have to ask you to step aside until the next episode. <laughs> Um, no, I've read I, a couple of interesting articles recently where there is, you know, they're definitely not saying that they figured out the reason for the Black Plague. But one of the curious little oddities is Pope Gregory the Fourth had some kind of issue with cats, especially black cats. And he was killing them. I mean, they killed them in piles. Right. So I then mean, you get the, no cats. You get no rats. 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 rats bubonic black, plague. Yeah. And I, and it, this isn't like something I some kook, you know. I found Bigfoot, and the next article is we know the. Like oh, I've heard a few. I thought, I thought you meant the Pope, and I'm like, well, the Pope was probably pretty kooky. Well, yeah, he was kooky. <laughs> yeah, I've, a couple of different times I've ran across this 
possibility. It's interesting that he killed cats and had cats killed. We're talking about piles and piles yeah, and piles. I'm going to say if he's the pope. He probably had cats killed. Maybe he got his hands dirty <laughs> once or twice. Just for but, fun. He yeah. hated cats. He, and, he, and, you know, they were evil, and he had all his reasons or whatever. But they killed all these cats. and then the I'm cats, pretty sure he like, had a girlfriend that had cats. That's usually how it works. That's how guys develop an antipathy for cats. Yeah. So you take something away, you introduce something that isn't, uh, you know, that is foreign to the situation. It's a problem. You take something away, you take a link out of the chain, and you got a problem too. I mean, and right. I'm going to guess because he's the Pope, by the way, that he was just naturally opposed to pussy. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I have never, ever. I have known Peter 58 years. Yeah. We've known each other 50. It'd be Something 59. Like that, yeah. It'd be 59 in April. Right. And I have never <laughs> seen that man or heard that man, even on the multiple bootleg cassettes that I have. <laughs> I've never heard him close on a pussy joke. Uh, and I don't even say that word a lot, but that was impressive what Peter just did. I mean, we lost a third of our <laughs> listeners, but, you know. <laughs> you have been on fire this, this episode. Yeah, you get me on snakes and pussy. That's all. You are killing animals and pissing off feminists. Right, and I, I pushed some homeless people into the street. God, I knew. When I picked up this picture at my home, I said, "Don't bring this. It incites people." I will say I've now taken a closer look at this Nutria dinner picture, mm -hmm. and how put it? Uh, that doesn't look like like quite like a roast turkey there on the table. Like, right. It looks like this has been dressed up with a whole mess of onions and tomato. Yeah, like, like, are those eyeballs? What is all I, that stuff? My guess on that, and see if you think I'm crazy, pineapples with a cherry in the middle of the of the pineapple okay. slice. No, yeah, that may be It's uh, weird. Well, like, I, I, I so, like, when I picked up this picture and started mm -hmm. looking at that, I have that instinct to go on it with my fingers and spread, ah, like, like, zoom like in. Like, zoom in with your fingers? Yeah. yeah. To be honest, what I did because, you know, we're all middle-aged men whose eyes are going. Right. I pointed my phone's camera at the picture and then did that to zoom did in. Did you really? Okay. You yeah. took a picture. No, I didn't take a picture. You I just, just zoomed pointed. in. This is the this is the new old man version of the magnifying glass. Wow. I use it in, sometimes in restaurants if I'm getting if we're going somewhere fancy with fine yeah. print, and you know they decide to make it dim lighting because. It's always important for the 50-year-old people to not know what they're ordering. In yeah, and you really don't want to see those places in the light. Well, that's also probably true. You know. We hide in shame because we're eating a $40 steak. That's yeah. what it is. That's fascinating to me that you that you just, like, I, it had never occurred to me. Maybe I'm, I guess I'm in the minority. I It had never occurred to me that to enlarge an old photograph by putting the camera of your phone on it and you could... You can just zoom in. You yeah, know, like, just zoom in. I, I, it just wouldn't have occurred to me. I would have. Really? Yeah, it, had ne it never occurred to me that I could use my phone as a magnifying glass. Oh, uh, well, I guess what I'd say is uh, in my day job, sometimes I have to read serial numbers off the backs of computers or monitors mm -hmm. or things like that. Right. And I figured that out pretty quick a few Useful years ago. Useful tool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or you know, or the you know, with a combo with the flashlight too, because you know, guess what? Normally, someone's monitor is turned to the wall. I'm trying to get around there to figure out what the heck it is, and you know, I wearing glasses so I can read, but not reading a six point serial, you know, six point type of a serial number on the back of a computer right. against the wall. So this, first of all, this person had pretty good handwriting, 
And you're right, that, that's a misshapen candle. Yeah, both of them are. Do you see the other one? Yeah, the, one of them's way misshapen. They're homemade candles. Oh, is that what they are? They have to be, or else the picture's wavy. It's got like a bend to the left. Yeah. They're queer candles. Yeah, I, I, I have that. Are you going to start on a rant on the gay community? No, I'm just saying the they're not community? Oh, Okay. I don't know if we, we might have to Patreon this episode. I'll tell you what, this is, I mean, we did, we did what, three and a half hours on the clan, And I don't think it was near as trigger worthy as trigger worthy. I, I like the idea that there's some people who listen to the clan episodes are like, yeah, okay. And then they hear a pussy joke and they're like, that's it. Fine. Yeah, I'm out. Boom. Yeah, sure. Let me look at these candles. So the Patreons again. are just really, why doesn't New York have them if they're just really big rats? Because they weren't introduced to New York. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know if they... Yeah, they weren't introduced. They're from South America. So I so. think that would make a great... Uh, not, maybe not great, but a Food Network show where they one of the challenges is to turn these sort of pest rodent things mm -hmm. into good meals. Like, people used mm -hmm. to eat squirrel, right? Oh, they yeah. still do. Yeah. Still do. I'm so, pretty sure if we... So these dig pretty deep into yeah. So we get all these rodent Kentucky. animals. I was going to say, if there's a Huff family reunion, I'm pretty sure I can find a squirrel eater. Yeah, yeah. You think? I don't know. You tell Stuart. me, Stuart. Oh, you can. I could definitely find one in my wife's family. I can tell you that. You got you got a relative yeah. that you think has eaten a squirrel? Oh, has eaten a squirrel? Absolutely. My wife's eaten squirrel soup. I'm I'm almost possum. Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna okay. go. I'm gonna go. I, it's that, interesting yeah, that squirrel was an absolute yes, and possum is a mm. yeah. I mean, because a possum looks like that's better eaten than a squirrel. It could be. At least it would be more meat. You know. Yeah. I don't. But I'm thinking about just the general attitude towards possums is more negative than squirrels, which is ludicrous to me because a possum is a superior beast that deserves respect, and a squirrel is a tree rat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I like squirrels. I'm kidding. Oh, I just can't believe I, I you love like possums. possums I know you. Did. You had one in your tub for a while or something, right? And you keep one alive in your tub. Well, kept it alive. It makes it sound like I'm Hannibal Lecter over here. <laughs> right. What did you keep one alive? Yeah, just to torture it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I say that like I'm disdainful of you helping nature. Like you, right. you helped nature. I when I was younger, I was in college. I, you know. There was this thing where you sign up and animals would be hit by car. I went to college in the mountains near Asheville, North Carolina. Sure. And you sign up for this program and wounded animals, you'd get a deer would be hit or whatever. And then they would, start you with a possum as a starter. Uh, possums were like second, kind of second level. Like I had a, I had several squirrels. You know that would have whatever a broken leg or something, and then okay. it, and it would and the, the which always, would be the closest that you could probably come to domesticating a little bit into a pet a squirrel. Squirrels were were it was your goal was the opposite of that because you really wanted to stay away from these animals. So they would go back to the wild. So they would go back to the wild. And go, Holy shit! If I had a week, yeah. <laughs> <Just> right? <laughs> Where have you squirrels? Been? Oh, were, you, you'd never believe me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a squirrel. Uh, its mother was hit, so they it, they brought the squirrels. Adorable. Squirrel. It was a baby squirrel, and it immediately just connected to me, which I, you try not to. I mean, you'd even feed it by putting on fur gloves, so it wouldn't. You know, it felt more like an animal than you, than a human. You know what I mean? But this squirrel just liked me and lived in my front pocket, so it would. 
you know, I come home from school and it would jump on me and then crawl into my front pocket. I guess it's warm. And I would have honey, honey nut Cheerios and I would just hold a Cheerio near my pocket and a little hand would come up and grab it. And that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It's, and then it's when like it got, the marsupial. You have a pocket. I have a how- pocket and pockets once again. Excellent evolutionary choice. That's right. I would go to the grocery store with a squirrel in my pocket and stuff like that. And you know, now but, I know why you and my father get along so well. <clears throat> really? He lived in a pocket for a while? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. He had semi... That was a basic turnaround, yeah. but it was a good one, yeah, wasn't it, good. Tom? Yeah, yeah. No, he, he semi-tamed a squirrel uh, at his house. Mm. Uh, like... For a like this, this was a relationship that went on for years, which meant that this had to be an elderly squirrel near the end, right? But you know, he's a salesman, and occasionally he would have like an admin day working from home, you know, before he would go back on the road. And eventually, he got to the point where like the squirrel would knock on his office window. <laughs> That's kind of neat. And he'd be yeah. like, "Oh, okay." And then he'd come around to like the front porch, and the squirrel would run around the house. Mm-hmm. And then he would like put peanuts in his pocket, and the squirrel would sit on his shoulder and go in. We all thought this was very it was a disturbing idea really disturbing yeah. is the word you would well, use just like it i mean it's a wild animal you let him crawl around on you know and live in your pocket well yeah but at least your squirrel was like it had never you know i mean every day the squirrel would go back to the wild and then come back your, your dad's my yeah. dad's yeah sammy he named him mine was woody Sure. Uh, mine was, it got big, and then one day I, I did try to let it go, and it ran up the, the tree in the front yard. It ran up the tree, and I thought, okay, good. It's it's right. going to go back to nature and blah, blah. You sang Born Free as it went? Well, that it, I didn't sing it. It was playing in the background. <laughs> I, I have the album. Why not put it on? It's not like I had to, YouTube didn't exist. But, sure. you know, it's there. Right. And, but then it turned out that when I would come home, Woody would run down that tree and jump on me and get in my pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like when you I, have the best of both worlds. You don't have yeah. to clean up so after it. it. it yeah, like lived, it. Well, it shit in my pocket a lot, but, <clears throat> you know, you can't be picky. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, But again, I, this is, yeah, we've gone back disturbing. to the marsupial. Yeah. We've gone back to, well, the, the big disturbing thing was they were, they eventually got to the point where they were going to, they were going to move houses. Right. And and dad gave some serious thought. It's heartbreaking. To bring Sammy with him to the new Ooh, house. That'd be we're tough. Like, we're like, no, no, you can't do that. Mm. Yeah. And he didn't eventually. Like, you know, he saw the light and the place he was moving was a new subdivision that didn't have much in the way of trees. So Ooh. he was like, well, what's Sammy going to do? So like, do you have to re-catch your squirrel to let him out? Because if he kept running back down, or did he just stay there in your yard for as long he as he He stayed there. I mean, eventually, it, you know, he kind of stopped coming around, but it took a while. Puff you know? the magic dragon. Oh, I mean, but would you see him and you kind of make eye contact and you both know, but he just doesn't come over anymore? <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel like I'm being kind of like, come here. I'm gonna, I'm about to mock you. No, no, come no. Here. I'm, no, I'm, I kind of like the story. I like the story too. I like that stuff. I had a did deer he, in my bathroom at one point that, with a broken leg, and now did it? <clears throat> did he taper off, or did Sammy just not? Or sorry, Woody not come around? From what I remember, um, it was like, yeah, he would show up and jump down and, and eat eat Cheerios and get in my pocket. And then I would, you know, you, you're going to bed, you open the door and get him out of your pocket, put him on the porch. He runs up the tree and then I wouldn't see him for three days. Okay. And, and then, then all he, of a sudden I'd, I'd come home from school, you know, and then he'd jump and, yeah. you know, and then before long, nothing. He just 
didn't come back. So it was like Which three days great. and then four days and then five days or something like that. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I'm flipping Born Free over and over and, you know, it's a right. long just, time to play that. I just didn't, I didn't want to be the guy to figure out that like one day he just stopped coming around and there's a car that I heard squeal no. in the background. You just you just want to burn more snakes. That's all you want to do. I'm just saying squirrels, like, they're indecisive. I just I see them all the time. They're indecisive in the road. And no, this is they're tired travelers. They're unbelievable. They're the quickest animal. Like all of a sudden, they freeze. They gotta go back and forth. Like what you're saying, a little indecision, and then whoosh, they just disappear. Right. You don't hit them somehow. <laughs> and you look back in your rear view and they're not running to either side of your car. They just evaporate into the realm and then boom, yeah. they come back. You should they check your tire travel. treads more. No, you can feel when you hit an animal. <laughs> they disappeared. I just looked and it must have must have been time travel. Whatever. Not the I'm just rattle, rattle, rattle I hear in the yeah, underside right. of my car. Right. How many times are you absolutely positive you're going to hit that squirrel because it made a stupid seven decisions before it, before you got and then it just is gone. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Tom here. I mean, it, it, the amount of times that that scenario has happened where a squirrel is like, can't make up its mind. I should have killed hundreds of squirrels with my car by now. And yeah. I, I can't remember. Right? You know, you can't remember the last time you killed a squirrel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I came in real more. close the other day. Right. But, but somehow it squirrel? did the thing where it was. And you're like, and then it's fine. Right. Yeah, and it sh they should be hit. They just yeah, the road, back, especially back roads in the south, should literally be speed bumps full of dead squirrels. Yep. Yeah. See, I, mine is a suburban squirrel, so it's grown complacent. So I had to swerve. Oh. To not hit it. To not hit it, and it didn't move when you swerve. Uh, it's like just it. It finally said, "Oh, I should go the other way." Oh uh, yeah. I'm never gonna not because you're gonna mess it up. It's in its panic mode, and then you swerve, and then that's the decision it was making at the very last gillisecond. So you just go. You got to just go with your, what you're doing. See, I, I now it wasn't squirrels, but I had that. Uh, I'm I. This is why I swerve now, because I didn't once. It was a bunch of like pigeons. They were like I don't know. There's some grain that had fallen in the road or something like that. I'm like they're birds. They always fly away. Yo, I was walking with Jay Whitecotton in San Antonio. We're walking down the street having a day. It's a sunny day. There's and then all of a sudden we're we're walking by and there's a bunch of, you know, pigeons out in the street. Blah blah blah. And a car just pulls up. I mean, slowly, because it's getting ready to take a right. And a couple of the birds hop out of the way, and one of them just doesn't. And the tire, you just hear it sort of pop. Ooh. And then the birds just laying there. Uh, size still alive. Oh, squirts of blood, and the other birds don't even. They, they don't even. The gay were just hanging out with this dude, and they don't even take one second to be like, "Oh my God, look what happened to Jimmy." That's the worst they story I've heard in a while. To, oh yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, that's the Jay's worst. It's sort of, it, it sticks with you. That's yeah, that's sort of haunting. I don't like that. I don't like that. It, it, I, I felt no pop, but I did look in the rearview mirror, going, "Oh, they must have all flown away," and all I saw were feathers. Oh, you got them all. Yeah, just, oh, oh. it's a slaughter. This this is taking a this episode is taking a, a See, turn. And, here's a, and I didn't I didn't want to kill them. If it had been snakes, you would have backed up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, would've, he would've, would've backed up. I would have taken a Yui and taken another shot to get the last one. I was struck by how the other pigeons didn't give a fuck. Like yeah, not even a quarter of a second of right. like that of a care. Mm -hmm. They just went right back to doing what they were doing. Yeah. Like that's, it's, he it's, was just in your, he's I will, in your I flock. will say it. Yeah. There's something about that that is bothersome. It's, it's, you know, when you see a bunch of dolphins, like literally just 
playing with a penguin. You know what I mean? Like as as in like killing it slowly. Oh, oh, I thought you meant and like hitting it back and forth like it's a volleyball, and you're just kind of like fun. dolphins are uh, dicks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Disney told me they weren't flipper. Flipper, Fli- right? flipper, flipper never took a chunk out of the kid, <laughs> right? Even when it was possibly justified. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it is. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's like haunting to see something like that a little bit. Way it stuck with me way more than That's I. That's what think I mean by haunting. Happen. It yes. keeps coming. It doesn't leave for a while. It's yeah. like you hear the popping, you know, and then the other pigeons are like, "Glad he's gone." <laughs> right. <laughs> more yeah. seed for me. <laughs> <laughs> or I think it's more just like, you know, life is cheap out here on the, you know, the hard streets. Right. But wouldn't it be funny if you saw one pigeon give another one five bucks after that happened? That idiot. I told, I told you. you. He, I he told ne- you. He's always saying, no, they, they swerve, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, yes. Now, do you think when a, when, a, um, when a kangaroo dies, the other, like, kangaroos go around and, like, empty its pockets? Like. <laughs> I would love to end this episode on that joke, so I'm going to. I, w- I just want this episode to end with that joke. Thanks for listening. Who listens to the end? I don't understand. I mean, what's... Really, why am I still talking? It's all right. Uh, this is, I guess, the small print of the podcast. Is that what it is? Is that when the, you pull out the glasses that you have to kind of slide down the nose and read the bottom of the bottle kind of thing? Uh, it was so called produced by Matt Holt. I don't know what he did, but there was something he wants his name on here. Uh, intro music is real Greg Brown. I picked it because I love Greg Brown and I was hoping someone would listen to this podcast and go, what was that music? I want to find out what that is. Go listen to Greg Brown. Outro music was sweet, sweet. Uh, You know, rate and review, you know, whatever. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. I think that's a button that you push. It's kind of like liking something. Or You know what annoys me is when I send someone a text and then I get a message back that says so-and-so liked your text. Don't do that to me. Don't do, don't answer my text or answer me, but don't like my, uh, tell a friend about this podcast or don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, and thanks for listening. This has been a Perfecta Podcast Network production. Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities Perfecta Podcast Network production. Say that 11 times and, and try to enjoy life. I've been learning, making it on my own. Well, my mind is turning, thinking of how I've gone from a heartbeat to the beat of a heart finding its way back.